0: This is Scott Beck with the Becker Private Equity Podcast, the Becker Business Minute. Thrilled today to be joined by brilliant lawyer and business leader, Amber Walsh. Amber also serves on the Executive Committee at McGuire Woods. She's going to talk to us today about thoughts on building a business. Uh, she's built a wonderful legal practice and has been involved as a leader, a counselor, a board member, and other companies that have built great businesses. thought you'd share some of her insight. Amber, why don't you tee it up and tell us sort of... Um, some of your thoughts on building businesses?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm going to start by just talking a little bit um, about a niche. So, you recently did a LinkedIn post about 15 tips on building a business. And the very first one on there was identifying a niche market. And that's something that I wholeheartedly agree with. I agree with the other points in your post as well. But the niche is just, something that has been really powerful for me, And for that, just to kind of go in depth a little bit on the niche, I think there's really four things to do to identify the right niche. And that's really the key. Then there's maintaining the practice and and what you've decided to focus on in your niche. But for identifying the niche, I'll just start there, the first is finding the perfect balance of narrow versus small in terms of the market that you are going after. It has to be big enough to have years of growth opportunity, but narrow enough that there are some common issues and needs within the niche that you are capable of solving. So it's this perfect balance. I, I think, and this is what I say to young lawyers, If you cannot define a niche in three or four words, then it's not a niche worthy of going after. And that niche is usually a noun and a few adjectives. So one of my niches is the physician-owned hospital industry. For me, that was big enough that there are 250 or so physician-owned hospitals in the country. They have a lot of needs, but it's narrow enough that those hospitals define themselves in that way as physician-owned hospitals. They are unique from other hospital types, unique from surgery centers, et cetera. So that would be my first tip on building a business that has a niche focus is identifying the right size to where you can define what that niche is.
0: Well, it's also fascinating, you see people build niche businesses. There's some sort of sweet spot to where it's big enough that you could really succeed in it, but not so big, at it, big in it that you're competing with every huge company in the world. So if, you, if, you're, if your niche is so big, then you're competing with Amazon and everybody else. If your niche is the right size, you could win in your niche, be a sweet spot, it could be big enough to build a great company around, but maybe not competing against the, the biggest companies in the world. And this is a fine balance as well. I mean. But but go ahead with some of your – and I love this idea of being able to define it relatively simply. If you can't define it pretty simply, it's not really a niche.
1: Exactly. And I think that goes across the board for – you know, folks like us that are in the service industry, it's if you're in technology, if you're building a product, I think that is across the board true. And to your point about competition, that's actually my, my second point on building a niche, which is you have to be sure that you can compete well within that niche, which has both an element of Obviously, you have to have the skill set and some advancement on your competition already, but you have to know who you're competing with and whether or not it's an overly saturated competition market. And for both this, this point of who are your competitors, but also on defining the niche, you have to do some research in some cases. And there's so many different ways to do that research. There's social media conversations, there's looking who's speaking and writing about it if you're in the legal industry, for example. But there's also simply communication with your target customer group within that niche is very, very illuminating. But the I have an even more specific uh, piece of recommendation, which is there's this Forbes article that I think is really interesting. It's called Five Steps to Find Your Perfect Niche Market. It's not rocket science, it's typical Forbes link. It's not very long. It's maybe, you know, six paragraphs. But there are more precise and detailed ways of which tools to use and how to structure searches and some specific kind of websites that you can do all on your own for free, just to help yourself define your niche. So that that would be my second piece of advice on on the niche element.
0: Really trying to define it and clarify it and, and, and focusing on several sort of focal points in, dec- in determining it and assessing it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then You've got to care about the niche you talk in your your 15 points uh, LinkedIn post that I know is the foundation of some other writings that you do. You use uh, the term in there being obsessive about greatness, but also being super, super, super hyper customer focused. And that's where I think the passion comes. You have to care about that niche, that customer base. And for me, just using my example of the physician-owned hospital industry, that that was natural. It was very natural for me. I care about their issues as healthcare providers, very unique sub sector of the hospital industry as a whole, but I do care about it and I'm passionate about it. Otherwise it's just not going to be sustainable. And your customer base is going to know if you don't have that genuine, authentic caring about what they're trying to accomplish.
0: And, and, and it's a fascinating discussion with you on the physician and hospital business. That's where a profitable niche that certainly has not been anywhere near the largest part of your practice but it's been a really interesting part of your practice where you can really engage with people and facilities and businesses in a really interesting way, even though it's probably not been, like I would answer to say it's not been the most profitable or biggest part of your practice, but, but a very important cornerstone, but you've enjoyed it tremendously. It's been interesting to you.
1: That's exactly right. It's not the biggest part of my practice. The biggest part of my practice has been, Private equity backed healthcare and working for funds and working for the portfolios in which private equity invests the next after that being the surgery center industry and then physician and hospital industry but you're right it's i i care about all of those industries and there's a lot of connection points between those industries which is actually <laughs> it's interesting that you that you raised that question because that's actually another piece of advice i have on selecting your niche which is you can't select a niche in a vacuum All by yourself within a larger company, in our case, a large law firm, or within the rest of your customer base. They have to fit together. And so for me, these three industries that i serve private equity-backed healthcare the asc industry and physician on hospitals and i do a lot still in the dialysis industry there's a lot of of similarities they fit together they don't have competing and conflicting um, kind of problems that you're going to butt into which is also an important part of identifying and-
0: Well, and part of that also is this you know this concept of there's never gonna be this perfection and no conflicts and no overl- overlaps. But part of that has been engaging it well enough and, and being a professional leader, playing well in the sandbox with others. So as there are overlaps, as there are some conflicts, you could work through those well with your colleagues, with others as well. I mean, there is this part of this to being a professional that just involves, or being a business owner, that involves playing well in the sandbox, particularly if you wanna build an effective large organization.
1: That absolutely, couldn't agree more. And that actually, Scott gets into. So once you've identified your niche and you're building out your niche and you're really, you know, taking it to that next level, that network building is so important. And there's so many different networks within your niche audience, your your target customer base. One is building the network of the actual customers that you're going after, um, and and to connect them to one another. So one of the things that's been very powerful and I certainly watched you and some of the predecessors in our firm, Chris Dave, Jim Riley and others is you can be a powerful force for bringing together your niche market if they are not already well organized. And I've seen John Finger do this in our own firm by his efforts in the independent sponsor community. Your efforts in surgery centers and, you know, physician and hospital industry is something that I've done, but bringing the industry together, getting them organized, watching uh, what Somerset has done with um, the ortho forum. It's really powerful if you can be the organizing force for your target customer base, that that's one way of building a network that can be really effective.
0: And I think that point of trying to be at the intersection of what's going on or networking, there's also this beauty of being in a niche. It makes life so much simpler in terms of networking. do not to network with everybody, and it's exhausting to network with everybody, but you can network with everybody in your niche, and, and you can make clear choices. I'm, I'm on here. I'm not on here. I'm trying to treat everybody well, but, but this beauty of being at the intersection of a community, part of a community, Things tie together, your learning goes up so quickly, you can have more effect. So so much better, isn't it?
1: It is. It's and it's so much more fun. I, I use the word fun more than most lawyers, I think, on a daily basis, but it's it's just so important. And and it's fun also then to connect the other service providers who are serving your same industry, or if you're in manufacturing, the other manufacturers, I mean, there's, it, it, it's really, it, it's uh, therapeutic <laughs> to have uh, fellow healthcare attorneys who also serve the niches that I serve, we are sounding boards for each other, we are helpful to each other in making sure that we have an effective and broad view on the market, and connecting with the investment bankers and the CPAs and those of us who serve that niche, it is so, so, so helpful and helps us to give the best and broadest and most sound advice to our customer base, our clients and lawyers. speak.
0: Amber, I, I love what you've done. I've loved watching you grow this magnificent practice and platform, just fantastic. It, it, thank you for taking the time today's to sharing some thoughts with other professionals, other businesses on building niches, some thoughts on building niches, niche practices, niche businesses. And I love this concept, if you can't define it, what you're really trying to do within three to four words, you're probably not really building an effective niche practice.
1: That's right, good rule of thumb. Amber, thank,
0: thank you as always for joining us. Grace Keller, thank you so much for producing. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Becker Private Equity Podcast, the Becker Business Minute Podcast. Thank you all very much.
1: Thank you.